You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Tongue tie is a congenital anomaly that can make it difficult for a baby to breastfeed. This is because the membrane connecting the tongue with the floor of the mouth is either tight or short. And by difficult, I mean painful. Painful for the mother, think cracked and potentially bleeding nipples. But there are many professionals and lay people who think surgery to correct tongue tie is being overused. Dr. Deb Levy is a paediatrician and mum. Hi, Deb. How are you? Great. Thanks, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, I just described uh, what I read a tongue tie is. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. If this is happening with a baby, how might we be able to tell? Look, I I think you've already described the most common time that um, it's considered and um, diagnosed, and that's when breastfeeding is difficult or painful. You know, Siobhan, we're both both mums, we've had young children, and, you know, you kind of go through those trials of starting breastfeeding, and it can be a little bit uncomfortable. But my, you know, my perspective on it is that it should not be extremely painful for an ongoing period, um, because what is happening when a baby has significant tongue tie is that they're unable to latch properly which often means that the nipple is not in the correct position in the mouth which then can cause damage to the nipple and that is not something anyone wants absolutely not. um <laughs> now um i want to ask a lot more questions about this situation when they're small but if you don't correct a tongue tie when they're small Uh, Are there implications for their health further along or is this the only time of your life where a tongue tie is problematic? It's slightly controversial, as is the whole topic of tongue ties. Um, When you look at long-term potential issues, there are two problems that seem to potentially arise. And one is around speech and um, the other one is actually around sleep and development of the mouth and palate. And sleep, when I talk about sleep, I'm not talking about a child who has difficulty sleeping, but more the problem of sleep apnea and difficulty breathing while they sleep. Uh, Let's leave that to one side. I was just curious to know if there were further implications. Mm. If you are concerned about tongue tie with your baby because they're having difficulty latching and you've tried all the positions with your lactation consultant and all those sorts of things and it's not getting better, who should you see to determine whether the child has tongue tie? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you've highlighted the most important person to see first, and that is a qualified lactation consultant, because often it is just the positioning. And it may just be that, for example, your baby may have a tight neck, it may have had a difficult delivery, and um, that could be the problem with, with correct latching. So absolutely, first person you should see is a qualified lactation consultant. They are often very, very capable at um, raising concerns about whether or not there's a tongue tie. The next step can either be your pediatrician, who may then refer you on. Sometimes, however, I find often what I see in my rooms anyway is that um, 
a lactation consultant may actually refer directly, for example, to a dentist who may specialize in this. And I think the important point around who you should see is you need to see someone who's very experienced with what they're doing. Because if you look at the statistics and um, the exponential rise in treatment of tongue tie, one has to wonder, are they being overdiagnosed or are they being overtreated? And, and that is, there's a little bit of a query around that still, um, which is why I say it's so important to go to someone who's very experienced in correctly diagnosing them because they're not always simple to, um, to detect. So when you say a lactation consultant might refer you on to a dentist, mm -hmm. I must admit, although that makes complete sense, it wouldn't be foremost in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so it wouldn't be someone like an ENT who would look at something like that? It is sometimes an ENT or a pediatric surgeon. It, it really depends where you are and who specializes in it. Absolutely, ENTs will see children with tongue ties. But in my experience and what I see in our community here, often I will see children who've already been through the path of having seen a dentist or um, again, this is not your dentist, your, your, you know, your straightforward dentist. This is someone who specializes in tongue tie um, or they've seen a pediatric surgeon who specializes in this as well. So they're, they're kind of, I guess they're three people who, three um, professional domains who you can seek help from. I can understand how this might get quite heated given that um, what you're probably dealing with if you're looking at a tongue tie is a baby who's not feeding well. Now, I, I like to refer to breastfeeding as a mysterious art, mainly because it makes sense until it's not working. Yeah. And then when it's not working, um, whether that is because the baby's not latching or you've got cracked and bleeding nipples, or if you're getting weird shooting pains through your breasts and it's not mastitis, just mentioning a few things that happened to me, uh, it can be really hard to find out what is the problem. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I can, like, I can really empathize with mothers who might be seeing a lactation consultant over a period of time and they're unlatching and relatching their baby through the wee hours of the morning and nothing is changing no matter how many times they shift the position. And so you've got that on one side and then you may have a lactation consultant, and this was my experience anyway, saying that it shouldn't hurt and the only reason it will hurt is if they're not attaching properly. Mm. Now, I am by no means the cleverest woman in the world. But I would like to think that after several weeks of trying to reattach my baby that I had tried every <laughs> position. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been through this. Uh, so when someone is determined to say it's about attachment and yet you've tried and tried and tried and it's still hurting, if they're not referring you on to someone about tongue tie, what would you recommend they do? Well, I, I'm always an, ad, an advocate of getting a second opinion. If as a parent, your gut is telling you that something is wrong, you know, and even if you've been told by one practitioner, and then this goes across the board, no matter what practitioner, um, you know, nothing, you know, it, it's not this, it's not that, um, and, but you're still not comfortable with it, please just go and see someone else to get that second opinion. 
Um, you know, so I, I think that's the message to take from that. Again, I'm not a lactation consultant, and um, I thankfully had a good journey with, with breastfeeding. But, you know, I, I don't think that we can merely, first of all, I don't think that we can put everything down to tongue tie, and I, and I do think we need to chat about that. Uh, but I don't believe that everything is just about how the baby is attaching either. I'm glad to hear that several years after those <laughs> early <laughs> early morning reattaching going, what is, why am I so bad at this? Um, so let's say you are satisfied with a diagnosis of tongue tie. You've gone to see the right people. How is it fixed? Well, if the decision is made that it needs to be fixed, then there, there are two main options. And the one is that it gets cut. Um, and the other is that it's lasered. The jury is definitely out as to um, which is better. And to me, the evidence points more towards the operator than the procedure. And what I mean by that is if you go to someone who is an expert with laser, who has done multiple, multiple cases, then they're the person to go to versus, you know, someone who's only done one or two of, of one of them. So really it's about finding a practitioner who's experienced and very capable versus choosing laser versus cutting, if that makes sense. You know, the, the, the theory that cutting is more risky, you know, having spoken to practitioners myself, I'm not convinced that that's true and looking at the literature there isn't any evidence that one is worse or one is better than the other. Of course, surgery with any baby carries its own risks. Mm -hmm. um, what do parents need to consider the potential dangers are in an operation like this? Mm -hmm. So usually if babies are very little, so, you know, under that three to four month mark, um, it's usually something that's just done in rooms, you know, by either a pediatrician or a pediatric surgeon, and they literally just take surgical scissors, sorry, surgical scissors, and snip the tongue tie, and then you breastfeed immediately afterwards, and um, that's usually the extent of it. So it's it's the older children that it becomes a little bit more complicated, or children that they feel need a general anaesthetic. And then you start weighing up, well, what are the risks of an anesthetic versus, um, you know, the risks of, of, not, of not cutting the tongue tie. And that boils down to what symptoms the child is having, are they growing, thriving, you know, and what other possible solutions that they might have or other diagnoses, I guess, to consider as well. And is bottle feeding an option? I know that the attachment and the, is, is the latching is the hard part of tongue tie when they're mm -hmm. little. Uh, could switching to bottle feeding help with that? It can sometimes help. And um, I guess that's one theory why um, if, if you look at the history of tongue tie, it, it's been around for many, many, many years. And then it seemed to go away. And, and that, that time was a period when formula feeding was being um, promoted. And now that we've gone back to, you know, breastfeeding, you know, breast is best, breastfeeding if we can, it, it seems to have increased again. So yes, bottle feeding is an option. But again, a baby who's having difficulty feeding on the breast may also have difficulty feeding on a bottle. And I think that, um, again, involvement with a good feeding specialist is very important. Deb, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure, Siobhan. Always great to chat. Thank you. That's paediatrician Dr. Deb Levy. She has a website with lots of info on it. I'll put links to it in the notes of this episode. 
I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.